Listen, you smell something? Human emotions are materializing in the form of a viscous psychoreactive plasm with explosive supernormal potential. What a discovery, a psychoreactive substance. Do you know what this equipment is used for? Boggle or Super Mario Brothers? We'll have fun! Yeah! They're still doing a really quite good work there. My friend, don't be a jerk. We've got no choice. Call a Ghostbusters. Super Jackpot! Welcome to Extraplasm Podcast. It's the only podcast on the internet that voted straight down its ballot for former New York City Mayor Lenny Klotch because he once saved the lives of millions of registered voters. I'm your host, Jim Maritato, a.k.a. Vink Maniac from Instagram, Twitter, and sometimes Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed. And I'm excited to talk with you this week, not just about Ghostbusters and the things that we love in terms of films and video games, but also to have a bit of a follow-up about fundraising and charity with our friend Matt Zunick from the Los Angeles Ghostbusters. If you haven't seen the uh, coverage that's been in Ghostbusters news and that's been circulating on Instagram and Twitter and other places uh, about Starlight Foundation and the current campaign they have with Sony to develop a series of hospital gowns to provide to kids in the hospital that look like flight suits with proton packs. We're going to talk a bit about that today with Matt Zunick as he comes back onto the program and shares uh, this amazing opportunity that is there not just for uh, folks to give money to help kids in the hospital, but also to develop their own fundraising teams uh, and their own campaigns that would help to supplement uh, Starlight and to help to help go into their funds to provide this amazing and cool resource for kids in the hospital. So uh, we'll talk about that with Matt after our headline segment. But before we get into headlines this week, I wanted to put out a quick programming note about our friends over at Yes Have Some Podcast. Uh, This coming week is the week that is essentially the anniversary of the release of Ghostbusters Afterlife. And in honor of that fact, there's quite a bit of content going on over at Yes Have Some in partnership with Ghost Corps. Uh, in fact, Yes Have Some just released a podcast interview with Rob Simonson, uh, who was the composer of Ghostbusters Afterlife, so who had that amazing score that integrated a lot of the notes from the original Elmer Bernstein and then built upon it. Uh, and They also have an interview that's coming out with uh, Eric Reich, who is, of course, the co-producer of Ghostbusters Afterlife, as well as the brand manager for Ghostbusters. Uh, I mean, I think of him as President Ghost Corps, because he's essentially the person who is going to show up at any time that there's a Ghost Corps decision being made. He's also, uh, I tend to think of as being the Ecto-1's official escort, because if the Ecto-1 is there, Eric is probably nearby as well, and just generally a nice person. Those are two interviews that you're probably not going to want to miss, that you should definitely take a look at as they are coming out this week. And I want to suggest that folks go over and take a look at the Yes Have Some YouTube channel, which is actually a new channel. They had a previous channel that has been converted over to a second project that they had called Toy Anxiety, and their new channel is where this new content is being produced and published this week. And a very important thing that's going on on Thursday on the 18th is a live stream that's happening over on the Yes Have Some YouTube channel for a contest that you can enter before then, uh, which you can check out at their Instagram, their Twitter accounts, their YHS podcast is the uh, Instagram and Twitter handle to find out more details about some of these things. But they have a contest going on this week where you can win a signed poster from Ghostbusters Afterlife that has the entire cast signatures on it. And I, when I say entire, I guess that does in fact mean uh, unobtainium Bill Murray signature is on it. Uh, so this is something to uh, be aware of that if you want to try and win an amazing 
poster that is literally probably one of a kind. These were signed on set um, where, you know, if it's not one of a kind, it's got to be like five of a kind because they were signed on the set by all of the folks who were uh, working on the film as actors. Check out Yes Have Some Podcasts content this week. Check out their YouTube channel, like and subscribe their stuff, uh, and go and fill out the Google form that they're circulating on their social media to get involved in this contest. Uh, Because if you don't, and then you don't win, and somebody else you know does, you'll probably be insanely jealous of them. You'll break in their house. You'll steal that poster. It'll ruin the rest of your life. You'll go to jail. You'll wreck a friendship. And all you ever really need to do is just, you know, fill out a Google form. All right. That's probably really, really dramatic and real unrealistic. But Nevertheless, don't find yourself in the situation where you uh, regret that you didn't bother to get in on this contest and then find out that you could have. So with our quick programming note and plugs for our friends of the podcast out of the way, let's talk a bit about headlines of this week. Still making headlines all across the country, the Ghostbusters are at it again. Today, the entire eastern seaboard is alive with talk of incidents of paranormal activity. On in topic today, ghosts and ghostbusting. Extra plasm, read all about it. Ghostbusters headlines coming at you. This week in Ghostbusters headlines, uh, we're going to start off talking a bit about Ernie Hudson, uh, because it seems like we're doing that every week at this point, Uh, but I'm okay with that. I hope everyone else is okay with that, because what's wrong with Ernie Hudson? Ernie Hudson was interviewed uh, again, most recently, by Sci-Fi, and he was talking about, it was an article about the mid-season finale of Quantum Leap, but in this interview, he ended up having a conversation about Ghostbusters. And the gist of the conversation is that he talked a bit about how he would like to see Ghostbusters become a little bit more complicated. Uh, And what he meant by this is that he said, there's a reason why we ghost bust. We go and trap the ghosts and that's kind of fun. But why are the ghosts wreaking havoc? I'd like to see him explore. We're going to keep doing this, there's go- but there's going to be something bigger going on that's affecting our world, meaning Winston's mentality should be of that kind of mindset. I'd like to see it tied into what's going on in the world. I have my own sort of ideas and theories. It kind of depends on how we look at ghosts, but they're fun and cute and we trap them and throw them into a containment unit. But what is really going on? Because obviously you can't trap ghosts and just leave them there. I'd like to see it get a little bit more complicated. Still funny and all the above, but I think something else is going on. Hopefully that's something we'll see, but in the meantime, it's fun the way it is. Um, I I love this. I love that Ernie Hudson is sort of talking about, uh, at this point in his career, about what's going on. Um, And it's like funny to me because, of course, he is the person in the Ecto-1 who is sitting there saying, like, what if the dead really have been rising from the grave, right? Um, In 1984 movie. So here's Ernie Hudson uh, late in his career and still now at this point, I mean, sort of like the, um, the, the, the person who's in charge of Ghostbusters is a character level. He even describes in this article, his character as a patriarch for the next iteration of Ghostbusters, uh, that 
he is talking about this idea of like, what is the bigger picture? And this is something I've been thinking about since seeing all of the dates on the uh, on Egon's wall, all the different years in his house during afterlife that like, OK, there's got to be a bigger picture here. It's not like Gozer is a one off. There's like clearly some bigger pantheon of, you know, stuff. There's a, a different world. There's a ghost dimension of some sort that has to exist at this point. That's not just like, hey, one time a ghost showed up. Uh, so. I'm really excited about this too. I like that Ernie Hudson's talking about it. And he, in this article, sort of suggests that he still hasn't had a committed uh, deal worked out for the next movie, that he's hoping it will be happening. I imagine it will be. He was at the end of the last one. It would be very odd if they suddenly didn't have Winston in the movie. Uh, but nevertheless, um, I think that this is a really cool thing. I want to know what I, I would love to sit down with Ernie Hudson and just like, I don't know eat some avocado toast because <laughs> um, here that's a thing you can do uh, and chat with him about what kinds of things he thinks are going on in the bigger picture of Ghostbusters and where those ghosts are coming from that are ending up in the containment unit because um, I think he's got he probably has some very interesting ideas so if you haven't seen this article the article is from sci-fi you can find it on sci-fi.com the article is called Ernie Hudson says Ghostbusters can get a little bit more complicated post afterlife um, and it's definitely a fun little read in Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed news, uh, we're going to talk about a couple different things. The first thing is that the developer Ilphonic has released an awesome art book that has tons of concept designs and in-game assets. Uh, and this is sort of followed up on the heels. I think of last week, there were some social media posts with some of the things uh, from like the models of Slimer, etc. But there's at this point... Um, more than 100 images that have been put up on their art station page that you can find. Uh, Ghostbusters News has direct links to this if you check out the article that they have on this. But uh, really kind of cool stuff here because it's the really high resolution detailed art that they use to generate all the three imagery. So if you're a person who wants to build, you know, props of any of this stuff, this is probably the best place you can go to look for it. Or if you're uh, a maker who wants to try and make any of the characters from this hint, hint, Tony Taylor, uh, <laughs> somebody who wants to go ahead and take some of the cool little ghosts that were made for this game and start turning them into action figures or something. This is like great resource to utilize. And if nothing else, I mean, it's just beautiful artwork. It's really cool to see uh, all the different um, and high resolution stuff that was done for this because when you really think about it, like if you've played this game, you know that you can like bump your resolution settings up incredibly high with tons of anti-aliasing and the game looks gorgeous. Like the, the ghosts are amazing looking uh, when you really have the display settings turned up and they of course had to create beautiful artwork to create those renderings. So if you haven't seen this, uh, definitely worth taking a look at. It's a good eye candy and a good way to uh, keep your brain occupied while you eat lunch at work. Uh, so it's definitely what I did with it. Uh, so it's my suggestion. Suggestion. If you needed something to look at while you eat lunch at work or just take 15 minutes to uh, reset your brain, go and look for the Ghostbusters news article uh, that has the link directly to the art station gallery. Uh, the Ghostbusters news article is called Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed Developer Creates Virtual Art Book, Shares Concept Designs, and In-Game Assets. Uh, you can probably also find this on Ilphonic's Instagram or Twitter pages too, uh, but I didn't go look there. So, um, yeah, <laughs> I guess you could, but you could also just go to Ghostbusters news because why wouldn't you? 
In other Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed news this week, the Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed League is now in its third week of competition. Uh, the GBSUL, as it's called, can be found at gbsul.leaguerepublic.com. Uh, but more importantly, you can go to the links section of that webpage and find the Discord link that will take you to the actual community of people who are playing within the league uh, and find out more about how to get involved with the team, uh, how different players are getting recruited, etc., how the league works. Um, you can certainly go and look at the website. We'll just tell you standings and whatnot, but the actual community is inside of a Discord channel, and I had the opportunity to jump in there this week and chat with some folks, uh, including a quick conversation with Cameron Leverton, who is the person running the league, uh, and it seems like a really thriving community. There was actually uh, a community call between those folks uh, that essentially happened this week discussing how the league works, etc. I believe Ilphonic was in attendance at it, so it doesn't mean they're sponsoring it or anything, but they are sort of taking a look at what's happening with this new professional or sort of esports-ish league that's being set up. Uh, so when I say professional, I don't necessarily mean like, you know, it's like like Ilphonic is paying people to play the game, uh, but I do mean that folks are playing it in order to play competitively. Uh, and a lot of those folks are streaming uh, their gameplay. They're making clips of their gameplay, etc. Uh, so this is something cool to take a look at because it's not just, you know, hey, it's a bunch of people playing online for win-loss, but it's also people who are creating a community and creating content based off of their gameplay. Um, you know, much like you see with Twitch streamers who are doing things on Fortnite, etc. So it's something to take a look at if you're into, you know, Ghostbuster Spirits Unleashed, but also just, I don't know, it's kind of fun to watch some 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 clips of people who are really good at the game uh, whip through and, and clean house. <laughs> it's kind of enjoyable. So uh, you can kind of take a look at the even the section of that Discord that has the clips and streamers section that you can find out who's been recording things. And I'll, and I'll say this, it's also a really good way to figure out some good strategies that people have been using to see how they've been playing. Uh, there's some good vid videos that have been coming out like tutorials on which loadouts make the most sense on equipment and um, which strategies make the most sense for different levels. So the game is really starting to take off in terms of its community involvement, especially now that the uh, collector's edition box sets that were hung up have arrived and more people are getting online. So uh, check out Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed League if you haven't yet. It's something I think is hopefully going to grow. For me, I think it's awesome because I waited and waited until we had online gameplay for PC. We never got it for the 2009 game. We never got it for the remastered game. Uh, so for, for me, this has like been a dream come true to be able to run around and chat with people and bust ghosts and uh, for I'll be honest, to be a ghost sometimes and uh, playfully talk some trash because that's fun um, to playfully talk some trash when you're non-corporeal and can slime people. Uh, but I digress. In merchandise news, we've got a bit of a follow-up about Eagle Moss. As you may recall, Eagle Moss was producing an Ecto-1 project that was a build-up uh, that people were subscribed to and receiving magazines and parts each month. And the end goal would be that you would build a 110 scale uh, Ecto-1. And fortunately, that is, has obviously not come to fruition because Eagle Moss went out of business. Um, so PCT IXO is the company that had been producing the parts for Eagle Moss, and they have since bought out the IP databases, etc., from Eagle Moss to be able to produce the parts on their own. Uh, and the last time we spoke about this, we talked about a survey that had been sent out to people to uh, find out what parts they needed so that PCT IXO could figure out what they would be uh, producing first, etc. They are 
have now said they're going to have a dedicated website online soon that will allow customers to order missing or remaining parts from them for their Eagle Moss Part Works builds. Um, the goal was to have that up before the beginning of November. Uh, that obviously has not happened, but as of November 6th, PCTIXO told MyPartWorks.com, the big blog has been covering this, that they are working with their website design company to finalize the new website and hoping it will be up online in a few days. Uh, so with any luck, there may be a website that's going to be up relatively soon where you may be able to order the parts for a missing, you know, the things that you're missing for your build or the things that haven't been released yet. Uh, it's still unclear which of the projects they're going to be able to do that with immediately because they do have to get licensing from say Sony and probably given that it's a an Ecto-1 and given that it's pretty faithful to the original car, they probably have to get some licensing agreements from General Motors as well because they're producing replica Cadillac parts. Uh, but Nevertheless, it's sounding like there's going to be some movement towards um, being able to finalize some of these projects soon. So if you're sitting on one of those builds and you're deliberating about what do I do with it? Do I sell it to somebody else? <laughs> do I you know, put it, put it in the basement and hope that it's going to get finished at some point? Uh, it's starting to look like there may be some momentum towards getting uh, an opportunity set up for people to get the parts they need. So keep your fingers crossed and stay hopeful. And with any luck, people will be able to get the stuff they need pretty soon. Our final headline story this week is going to transition us into our interview uh, because what I'm about to tell you about is something you'll hear about in the interview as well. But I want to make sure you hear it uh, at the top of the podcast so that you don't lose it, especially because you may be hearing this on the day that the podcast is releasing and this is still going to be a viable thing. Uh, the Los Angeles Ghostbusters are running their one year anniversary party at Scum and Villainy Cantina on Sunday night, the 13th. Uh, and if you are listening to this podcast before then, feel or before that night, feel free to come on down and join us at Scum and Villainy, uh, which is the cantina bar that is from like Star Wars and Hollywood, uh, where we'll be having a good time tonight. Uh, but nevertheless, if you're not, you should know that there are some auction items that are up that will be closing on the day the podcast releases. So on the 13th, uh, including a, uh, a high C Ecto one, I'm sorry, and high C Ecto cooler box, uh, that is from the release around afterlife signed autographs, uh, autograph photos of Dan Aykroyd, of William Atherton, uh, of Richard Edland, um, of Ray Parker Jr. There's a loot crate windbreaker. There's a, so some, and a, uh, one of the Sony Walkmans that had was produced for the 35th anniversary of Ghostbusters. Uh, these are all things that are going to be up for auction that you should know about before you maybe get into the interviews because I want to make sure you know about them before the cutoff, which is going to be uh, on the 13th. So if you're hearing this early on in the podcast or in the week, rather, you may want to take a look at this before the auctions close. Uh, but do also check out the Starlight Children's Foundation partnership with Sony uh, and Ghost Core, which we're going to hear about in the interview in a few moments with Matt Zunick. That's going to do it this week for headlines. So let's go now to our chat with Matt so we can find out a bit more about this amazing opportunity that Ghostbusters fans have to give back to their communities and to help kids in the hospital in need. Joining me now on the Extraplasm podcast, uh, and actually the first recurring guest of the Extraplasm podcast, so congratulations, you're going to get like a two-timers jacket, uh, Matt Zunick from the LA Ghostbusters is joining us. How are you doing, Matt? Look, I just have one question about the jacket. So, 
Are you gonna take my NC measurements, or is this something that I'm gonna have to do on my own time? Get this thing custom made, because uh, I've seen these jackets, <laughs> and let me tell you, they are exquisite. I'm getting them made by Magnoli Clothiers. Oh, very nice. Yeah, you know, we gotta get screen accurate jackets. That's there. Oh yeah, no, those uh, those Magnoli jackets yeah. are great. I've always wanted, I've always wanted something from Magnoli. I've never been able to to get to his price yeah. point. That's not to say that I think his stuff is too expensive. I think his stuff is appropriately expensive because it's great stuff. Yeah. But I've, I've never been able to afford his yeah, stuff. I'm, Maybe I'll one day. Maybe one day. I'm hoping to get there. Uh, but today we're going to talk about price points in a different way because we're talking about money people should spend, uh, not on clothes, but on helping kids. And that's why I wanted to have you on to talk about what's going on with uh, Starlight Foundation. Because if you're out there and you're listening to this podcast and you haven't heard, the like greatest, most awesome nationwide Ghostbusters fundraising effort is taking place. Um, and Matt had a little bit to do with helping to bring that about. So I wanted to bring Matt on because you may recall from episode three, when Matt was on, he talked about his partnership with Starlight Foundation. And here, Starlight is churning out an awesome campaign that I want to let Matt talk about rather than steal a thunder. So Matt, tell us a little bit about what's going on with Ghostbusters and Starlight Foundation right now. Uh, yeah, uh, thanks so much for having me, by the way. I'm always glad to be back. And uh, yeah, I, I want to talk about this fundraiser because it means an awful lot to me. And um, yeah, we've been, uh, the, me and the LA Ghostbusters, uh, I've been working with the Starlight Children's Foundation for over a year now. Uh, we just uh, passed our first anniversary. And uh, we were really, really excited to hear that they had partnered with uh, Sony Pictures to create these hospital gowns for kids. And these hospital gowns are in the style of the Ghostbuster flight suit, the classic flight suit that we all know and love. And when I first saw them, I was like, oh my gosh, I really hope that they follow through with this because this would be <laughs> amazing to fundraise for. And um, when they told us that they were going to do it, I I was like, oh my gosh, I I have to tell, I have to tell as many Ghostbuster groups as I can that it's yeah. coming. And I, I was like, can I, can I tell people? And they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get, get it out there, start getting the buzz going. Uh, we don't want to have it like public until we're ready to launch it. And then when they launched it, I sent an email out to all the groups. I was like, guys, they did it. They finally did it. It's here. It's awesome. And uh, we've been fundraising for it. We're less than a week in and we've already uh, surpassed $6,000, which puts us um, well over the 10% mark of our $40,000 goal. Nice. So we are we are trucking along. And the forty thousand dollar goal is to basically to fund uh, the these actual ho hospital gowns, right? They're going to go to hospital wards for pediatrics um, to help kids who are in the hospital who are bummed out. Um, but that that's my my understanding was how this works is that if you donate, if you're contributing, or if you're running a um, a, if you're running a fundraiser that you're not just like contributing to people outside your community, but you're actually contributing to probably potentially hospitals like in your backyard. Um, not literally, because you probably don't have a hospital in your backyard, literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, that's actually a really good point to bring up is that uh, when I reached out to um, the Ghostbuster groups to you know get them on board for the fundraiser, which so many were more than happy to do so. Um, I asked them, like, hey, do you have um, hospitals in your area that could maybe use these gowns? You know, we can't guarantee that everybody is going to get 
you know, a stock of gowns, but, you know, let's let's do what we can and let's see what we can do. That's still very much up in the air, um, but we we are going to get as many of these gowns to as many communities as possible. And that can only happen if we meet and in many ways exceed our goal. The more the more money we make, ultimately, the more gowns we can make and the more gowns we can distribute. So we can't guarantee like where the gowns are going to go. That's right. all handled by Starlight. Um, but, you know, we have a list of hospitals that we're sending to them to be like, hey, these are the ones we would really love to see these in right. if we can make it happen. And the nice thing is that no matter what, kids in need are going to get these gowns no matter what. And every $35 donation creates one hospital gown for a kid in need. Got it. And then so and these are part of like from my understanding, and I, I don't mean to like talk out of turn if I'm getting it wrong, but my think that when we talked last, when you were here, that, the, that there's um, sort of like a pro, a program of different gowns. Like there's a Star Wars one, I think, like the kids can pick between. Is that right? Right? That they can like have options between like picking the hero they want to be. Yeah. So Starlight has been doing this initiative for a couple of years now, and they have done Star Wars gowns with Disney. They've done uh, Marvel heroes also with Disney. They've done uh, princesses also with Disney, <laughs> and they've done uh, characters uh, th- with uh, through Nintendo as well. And I think they're, um, I want to say there's another one that they have. I can't remember off the top of my head. But, um, but yeah, so they have Nintendo, they have Disney characters, they have Marvel, Star Wars, and now they're going to have the option to go with Ghostbusters. And that I think that's incredibly exciting, um, mainly because as a kid, you know, I, I've seen their Star Wars gowns. And I like them, but um, I would much rather, as a kid, have gone with a Ghostbuster gown uh, being in the hospital because the nice thing about Ghostbusters is it feels like anybody could do that. Anybody could throw on a proton pack. Anybody can do it. Not just anybody is going to go be Luke Skywalker. (laughs) Luke Skywalker feels more like a costume, whereas I feel like a Ghostbuster can be more of a uniform, if that makes sense. And I feel like this gives kids the ability to, if they're not going to embody their favorite heroes, like, you know, Spider-Man or Black Panther or Captain America, this gives them an opportunity to be their own heroes right. in, the, in the form of the Ghostbusters. I think you're right about that. I think that, um, you know, there's a, when you think about like Luke Skywalker, it's like he's a chosen one, <laughs> right? So it's like you can, you can sort of dress as the chosen one of a particular franchise or a narrative. Or if there was like a Harry Potter uh, thing, it's like you can be the boy who, you know, who lived through the thing and be the chosen one. But you're kind of right. Like the Ghostbusters idea, the concept is that you are one of many who are up against really scary odds, you know? And I think that like there's a very empowering narrative to that and i think that even for many of us in our when we were kids we overcame like things that were scary in our lives because we could think about you know like what it was to bust ghosts and bust scary stuff and i I think that's really cool like i really think you're right about this that it kind of like i i imagine a world where like what's do you know what's going to be is it a rookie uniform that they're getting so um I know there were conversations to get Rookie on the name patch. Yeah. The final design will just say Ghostbusters. Gotcha. Um, It it won't say Rookie. It won't say Vankman or anything like that. It'll say Ghostbusters. And I believe that was was a Sony decision. I think that there needs to be like a secondary follow-up campaign where uh, we just buy like lots of gaffers tape 
and like red paint pens. <laughs> and we send them to the hospitals alongside with these gowns. <laughs> Here, give this kid a name tag. <laughs> it's funny you say that when um when we saw the the gown design. So the name patch is actually going to be um black lettering over white. And it's going to have some like weathering detail on it. Like it'll look kind of scru- scruffy and and kind of dirty. Um you know I think it'd be really fun to like give kids the gown and say, "Oh, by the way, here's a sharpie. Go ahead and write your name on it too," uh, because there is a, there is a little bit of space there where right beneath or right above it's uh, the Ghostbusters uh, logo. You can just write in your own name. So, I mean, I I'm gonna encourage kids to do it. That's awesome. So you can make it your own. People will know it's yours. Like I said, I'm so stoked about this. I am too. I think it's such a great project. Um, you know, you guys have done great work with Starlight over the last year. And I know that, you know, your your one year anniversary is happening at Scum and Villainy Cantina this coming weekend, I believe. Um, I believe I'm going to be there. I think that's yes. part of the project and the plan. In fact, if you're listening to this podcast, you'll probably be hearing it after we see each other face to face after recording this conversation. <laughs> so um, but uh, tell us a bit, you know, t- I, I, you know, I think that we're probably I, I'll be weird when we temporarily time travel and talk about this because I'll end up talking about it maybe afterwards, too. But um, <laughs> tell us a bit about sort of what's going on with your event. It's coming villainy and how that benefits Starlight as well. Sure. Um, I've been uh, good friends with some of the people who run Scum and Villainy for a few years now, and they are some of the nicest, most wonderful people in the world. And, um, you know, the event last year that we did, which was our what we consider, we had already kind of been around for a few weeks at that point, but um, we consider our Scum and Villainy event last year to be like our our big announcement that like, here's the Los Angeles Ghostbusters, new Ghostbusters group in Southern California. And, um, and commemorating our partnership with Starlight, we did a fundraiser uh, at the bar. And it was... A lot of thought, a lot of work went into it, but it was very much kind of assembled very quickly. And we ended up having an absolutely amazing night. Uh, The bar ended up raising, uh, not raising, uh, the bar ended up getting more money in sales than they've ever gotten any other night that they've been opened up to that point. And we ended up raising $13,000 for the Starlight Foundation. And so the second time around, you know, uh, this year, we were like, why not do it again? And this time, instead of just doing a generic fundraiser to benefit Starlight in general, now that we have an actual fundraising goal, not just a financial goal, but also a tangible project that we're trying to get off the ground. Right. This gives everyone in the bar who's, you know, buying a drink, who's donating to uh, to play trivia, donating to play the raffle. Um, this gives them a chance to actually see what their money is going to and get a sense of how this will impact not just kids across, you know, the country, but kids in their own community. Because, you know, there are a lot of children's hospitals in Los Angeles and they will get some here. So, I mean, we're... I figure this is like what what better place to do it than scum and villainy and what better way to show the people of Los Angeles the impact it's going to have sure. than, you know, having this right in their backyard. So as it actually I'm looking at the schedule here, like I'm, we're probably going to release this this on the morning of the day I'm going to see you at scum and villainy, which also is the day I believe that your current auctions that you're running 
are also going to be closing. So if you're listening to this podcast on the day that it releases, you still have time to get in on some awesome, great things that are being auctioned off. Um, Matt, do you want to tell us a little bit about what's up for for grabs, some, some rare collectibles that people can get to help out Starlight and help to get these hospital gowns made for kids? Why, Jim, I'm so glad that you asked. Of course I can. <laughs> you can be the proud owner of some lovely Ghostbusters memorabilia. <laughs> you can log on to betterworld.org. Um, actually, so I'm going to drop the character for a second. Uh, so, yes, if you go to legb.betterworld.org, uh, you can bid on autographed headshots for both Dan Aykroyd and Richard Edlund. That's awesome. uh, for those of you who don't know, Richard Edlund was the uh, visual effects supervisor yep. on Ghostbusters. He was also a visual effects supervisor and cameraman on the original Star Wars and The Empire Strikes Back. Nice. So he also created uh, the VFX company Boss Film. And yeah, the man is a genius. I highly recommend that. Uh, we also have autographed headshots of Ray Parker Jr. and William Atherton. Uh, for those of you who don't know, William Atherton was Walter Peck in the first Ghostbusters. We also have a commemorative uh, box of Ecto Cooler from the Ghostbusters Afterlife campaign. These were only available in a few exclusive AMC theaters. And uh, I believe a handful of them were sent out to Instagram influencers and, you know, online personalities. But, like, they, these were very not common and not released to the public more more or less. Right. Uh, so uh, then our, our other item is the Ghostbusters 30th anniversary Sony Walkman. These were given out exclusively to Ghostbuster fans at the 30th anniversary uh, Fan Fest in 2019. Only 100 of them were ever made. Right. And so there will only ever be a hundred, and we happen to have one. So if you want it, you, this is this might be one of your few ways to do it. I didn't realize how rare they were until um, my fellow LA Ghostbuster Miguel said, "Do you realize there's only a hundred of those that were ever made?" And I was like, <laughs> "What?" <laughs> so pretty pretty rad. Um, our next lot is uh, we have a full set of the real Ghostbusters. Uh, Hasbro Kenner classic figures of the original Ghostbusters along with the Ecto-1. So these are not the original, original Kenners. They're the Hasbro Kenner classics that came out uh, last year during the Afterlife push. But uh, you'd be hard-pressed to find any of these on store shelves anymore. So uh, that is up there. And then this one, our last uh, item that's up for auction, this is a -a one-of-a-kind item that I guarantee does not exist anywhere else. It is a Lootware Ghostbusters Windbreaker prototype. So uh, those of you who remember Loot Crate, they at one point had a Ghostbusters Loot Crate that had a windbreaker that was in kind of a grayish tan. Uh, That was the final design. But before that, the initial design was going to be black. And we happen to have the only black prototype that was ever made. It is in a size medium. So, but if you don't plan on wearing it, if you just plan on adding it to your collection, it is a real find. Uh, Like I said, it is a one of a kind uh, item that I cannot disclose how we got it. Actually, I probably can. I'm just not gonna. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll leave everybody to kind of wonder how did they get it, it's, because the the actual answer is so boring that it's like it it doesn't 
it doesn't merit like actually <laughs> answering it. Uh, but for those of you who are curious how we got it, if you happen to be at Scum and Villainy uh, tonight when you're listening to this, come by the uh, the MC booth and I will tell you how we got it. Like I said, it's a really boring story, <laughs> which is why I'm not going to disclose it's like, it. Come to an exciting event where I will tell you a boring story about procuring jackets. <laughs> yes, and I may even talk about it on a microphone. <laughs> I mean, I will be hosting trivia and doing the raffles, uh, so yeah. I may uh, I may just do that. We will announce the auction winners at the bar. Um, I think that we have them like in a staggered, um, like like end end time. Like one of them will end at like seven thirty, one of them will end at like eight thirty. So that in between rounds, after I call out. Um, another raffle, I'll say, oh, and by the way, those of you who want to bid on these items, uh, this one is just wrapping up in about five minutes. Right. Uh, so, yeah, uh, the bar will have QR codes. So if you do plan on going to the bar that night, there will be QR codes around the bar that will take you to the auctions if you still want to bid on them. Gotcha. So, um, But uh, you may want to start getting in on it because they're getting up there. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to be honest. I have looked through the items here and I'm like, Oh, I have those figures, right? Oh, I have that. And I'm like, ooh, why didn't they make this jacket in this color? I would have... <laughs> I'm like, totally, I can't fit in a medium, but I want this jacket because I have a tan... I have the one they made, which is like the tan Lucre jacket they made. And I'm like, this looks like a Ghostbusters 2 jacket almost. Like, it would have been awesome. I, w- I want this. <laughs> so <laughs> now I want a jacket that I want to make that looks like this yeah. that's in my size. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, that's. I, I do have a feeling that somebody at, at Loot Crate probably saw it and they were just like, you know, it looks a little too Ghostbusters 2. Yeah. And for one reason or another, they're like, let's stick with original Ghostbusters. And it's like, all right, all right. I but yes, the black that. one looks looks really cool. It does. It looks really awesome. It pops really nice. And like, and not to say the tan one doesn't look nice, but um, mm-hmm. I, I dig it. So I'm, I don't know if I, I can't fit in a medium, but. Yeah. <laughs> I might still need I can put it on my Halloween skeleton in my yard. Hey, there you go. <laughs> I think this is awesome. Thank you. Yeah, we did an auction for uh we did the auction for Crossrip and that was really successful and um and we felt like yeah, I mean if we got these items um why not uh why not do this again? We actually I should give a shout out to um his name is Jose. He donated the Ecto-1 uh for the uh, the Kenner uh, classic uh, lot that we have there. Um, he actually gave us multiple Ecto ones, so you might see that pop up again, maybe in a future auction or at one of our raffles. Who knows? Nice. Um, I'm excited to come down. I I was not at the party last year, and I didn't make it. And we were kind of not quite ready to like do the whole go into the world and COVID thing yet last November as much as like I was making it to the movie. It was my thing was like, I got to get to the movie. I can't get sick before it. (laughs) So um, like now this year I'm I'm excited to come down and, and celebrate with you all. And um, you know, to see all, see all of you, but also to celebrate the success that you've had over the year and that, you know, all the great things that you're doing for starlight and that ghostbusters are doing for starlight. And I want to say that, like, I think that it's really awesome that um, and we, you can probably comment better than I can at this point about who's involved, but like, this has been something so far that has been taken up really quickly by a lot of folks at different franchises at different Ghostbusters organizations around the country. And I know I've seen like Buffalo Ghostbusters has some stuff going on. I think Arizona does that. Like what's cool about this is that if you have a franchise, 
you can basically start a fundraising team, right? Like and sort of get your franchise can be donating towards this effort through your own like donation platform page thingy, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll talk about that for uh, a minute. Um, yes, if you have a Ghostbusters group, if you have a franchise that you want to participate in this fundraiser, you can go to the site and you can create your own team page. And from that team page, anyone in your group can donate individually. Friends and family can donate individually to the team page. And that will filter into the main fundraiser, but you'll see your little team number will start to grow. So your team can set its own goals. You can raise your own funds that way. And then that translates into uh, results into the main uh, fundraiser. Uh, That's what we've been doing. That's what uh, Ghostbusters and uh, Buffalo were doing and Arizona. uh, I want to say Orlando is in there too. I mean, there's 19 groups last I checked. There might be 20 now. Uh, but it's been so incredible to see like all of these Ghostbuster groups just immediately jump on this. It's it's so, so wonderful, especially when you consider like I'm not going to get political, but just how divided, you know, it feels like our country has been for the past. Oh God, like especially the last eight or nine years, it's so refreshing to see our fandom from all walks of life, from all over the country, see a common goal and see a common source of good and immediately without hesitation, jump on it and immediately like wanting to see it succeed. It's a really wonderful thing. We even had the, the, uh, Ghostbusters of Italy, uh, Ghostbusters Italia, uh, start donating. And I spoke to a couple guys in Canada who wanted to donate. So it's, it's 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 becoming international now <laughs> and it's it's just incredibly <laughs> heartwarming and uplifting to see and it's just it really it it warms my cold dead heart so yeah it's it's amazing <laughs> so matt if people want to mm-hmm. start a ghostbusters team like there's been all these folks out there who are creating these teams like ghostbusters from arizona and buffalo and other places um, where can what's a good place to go? Like, how do they actually go and do that and start that process off? Well, the link is really long, but thankfully we have a bit.ly link that we can use. Uh, so you can go to bit.ly slash Ghostbusters gowns. And that takes you to our main page where you can click on the button right at the top that says become a fundraiser. When you do that, uh, a little dialogue box will pop up and it will say, you can start a fundraiser as an individual, you can join a pre-existing team, or you can create a team. So you can do any one of those three. We highly encourage creating your own team with your own friends, your own family, your own Ghostbusters group, and just start fundraising. Start getting some uh, some donations. That's the best way to do it. So this is a pretty cool thing, right? Because like if you're a franchise out there or even if you're just like you and three friends like to, you know, put on flight suits and you want to give the opportunity for kids in the hospital who are sick or getting through surgery, um, dealing with, you know, a bad situation, a way to put a smile on their face. 
um, you can actually create your own little team, right? And it's kind of fun because I think about the number of people who are just creating like their own teams for leagues for like Ghostbusters video game right now. Um, <laughs> if you're like one of those people out there listening and you've created like, you know, a Ghostbusters team for Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed, like you could literally form your own fundraising team at the same time right now if you wanted to and try to get people to donate as you're playing online. Like hint, hint, if you want to, you know, play video games to help out Ghostbusters kids. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> like, I think that's really neat you know it's like this that's what i love about this so much is that you know everybody does a lot of fundraising and that's amazing and this is a podcast that's oriented around community discussion of what we're doing and how we can help each other and how we can help people out there through ghost busting and i love so much that like sony um you know starlight you all working with starlight over the last year have really figured out like such a great system for how to contribute to them without taking money in directly such that you can even form your own team to do it. So like if you're one of the folks out there who's like, I want to make sure we can get credit for what we do as a franchise because it makes us feel good and we want to know what impact we had, you can still do that. That's what's the most amazing, cool thing about this. You can have your own success and have your own marketability as a franchise at the same time as you're also going to know exactly how much money you contributed to help fund this project. So um, something to think about, like for the groups out there that want to have an opportunity to do something outside their own community and begin to spread that impact a bit. This is very cool. And I, I really I know I know that you won't take enough credit for it because you don't like to. But I know that you also really care about this and you worked really hard <laughs> to you know connect Starlight and, and Ghostbusters together. Um, so I want to give you an attaboy for that, but I think it's awesome that in the process you've created an opportunity for everybody ah, else to do stuff. And then you don't take credit cause you're you. Well, it, it's not so much that it's, it's more that like, this is a, this is something for our Ghostbusters community to own and to rally behind. I don't think it's for any one person or any one group. It really is. I mean, this with all sincerity. It really is something for the Ghostbusters fans to rally behind yeah. and to push themselves and, you know, maybe have a little friendly competition along the way. I'm looking at you, Buffalo Ghostbusters. You're at the top right now. We're coming for you. Oh, boy, we're coming for you. We're taking you down. I mean, and I mean that in a very friendly way with brute force. I think you need to start cutting wrestling promos. I would love to start cutting wrestling promos like, oh, brother, we're coming for you. We're coming. These these 42-inch pythons are coming in the <laughs> ring. Uh, but no, it's it it really is. And I, I'm going to go. I'm going to say my, my little heartfelt spiel. It really is something that I feel really passionate about. And it isn't something that I feel any one group or any one person should like say, this was my idea. It's 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 an idea that was birthed naturally through you know, Starlight becoming involved in fan communities. They got involved with us. They got involved with the Legions at a Star Wars celebration. They raised a lot of money with that. And then this came about very naturally. And we were so lucky and fortunate to, you know, be involved in any way, shape or form. This really is such an amazing initiative. And Starlight does such amazing work with uh, with all these different hospitals. They work with over 800 hospitals across the country. And to see this idea of a Ghostbuster gown, like go from just an abstract idea to, you know, Starlight actually talking with Sony about it to those discussions kind of going on and on. And then all of a sudden it's like, we got it. And here it is. And then not only that, to see the fan community just latch onto it 
and run with it and really just make it their own has been incredibly inspiring to see. Because, I mean, how often do do like fandoms come together for something so, so cool? Like a bunch of different fandoms out there are, are still arguing about, you know, which movie is best, which movie sucks. And it's like all of that can just not exist for a little while. And we can just all come together around this and do something really, really great for our community and for the kids in our community. And I think that's what's so, so remarkable about this whole experience. I, I think you're right. And I want to do this quick thing of sort of shouting out uh, some folks who, who, who are so far. This is not like this is not the all inclusive list. You know, like if you manage to get yourself a, a campaign and you get yourself started, I might say your name later on this month. Um, but, uh, you know, some of the folks who are done doing some of that fundraising right now, Buffalo Ghostbusters, the West Central Wisconsin Ghostbusters, the Circle City Ghostbusters, the Orlando Ghostbusters, the Windy City Ghostbusters, the Suncoast Ghostbusters, the NYC Ghostbusters, the Tennessee Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters North, Ghostbusters Italia, Arizona Ghostbusters, the Motown Bluesbusters. These are all groups that have so far generated uh, revenue and actually reported results on fundraising. And then beyond that, there's teams that have been formated, formulated by the 313 Ghostbusters, Houston Ghostbusters, Great Lakes Ghostbusters, Philadelphia Ghostbusters, the Moogly Fan Club on Facebook, Portland Ghostbusters, River Valley Ghostbusters. There's probably going to be a fundraising team by some podcast that some guy runs. He's some some clown. I don't know who that guy is, uh, but <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and then, of course, now who could that be? I don't know. And of course, the Los Angeles Ghostbusters. And then there's a whole host of people of individuals. Like, I'm not I won't I don't want I don't want to go through like the list of names, not because I don't care, um, but because I don't want to out somebody as being like, you, you are a person. I'm saying your first name and last name of this podcast. But if you're on this list, like you kind of know who you are because you're folks who are yeah. uh, making choices to do independent teams as opposed to people who have franchises. And that's the last thing I wanted to say about this is like Extraplasm is going to create um, an op- is going to create a fundraising page for this uh, for sure. We're going to you and I are going to talk a bit about pro- potential partnerships for later on in the future about how we can do things with this. But I think that this is the coolest thing is that if you're an individual person who even wants to run a fundraiser to contribute to this. So yeah, you can donate your own money, but if you've always been the person who's like, I wish I had the way to take in revenue to help a thing without creating a massive tax problem for myself. Boom. You have it. You've been given this amazing gift to be able to go out and gather money to support a thing that will help kids and put your fandom into their hands as they're going through like a really difficult time to have some joy. Right. And to me, I'm like, you, you set up the thing I've wanted to do for years. I can literally go create a page for myself as an individual and have that money go somewhere. And I don't have to worry about (laughs) how I have to file my taxes because I'm not going to handle any of the cash. So to me, that's like the dopest thing about this that I love is just like if you're a person who really loves Ghostbusters and you're not in a franchise and you live 200 miles from the closest one, and you've always wanted to have some way of fundraising and contributing and having a charitable impact while you, you know, talk about Ghostbusters like this is your chance to do that. Right. And I think that's what's so cool. You can leverage social media, leverage your connections, help to donate money uh, and not even have to be in a franchise to do it. Right. So um, I, I'm going to do that. Not because I'm, yeah. you know, you know, I'm, I'm, I love franchises and I'm not like, I refuse to be in one, but my rationale has always been to try and be franchise independent so I can be an awesome ghost journalist, <laughs> but I can now suggest up a fundraiser. And even though we've always tried to try to pull you in, um, we do respect that. Um, but you know, for, for those of you out there who 
want to fundraise and maybe you besides asking, you know, friends and family, you you don't know how, you know, I the best place to start fundraising honestly is just going out into your community. Like look at some of the places that you like going to, like as a fan of Ghostbusters, as a fan of like nerdy stuff. And, you know, if these places are open to having a fundraiser, um, just start talking with them. Start talking to the managers at some of these, like, local community establishments. I mean, that's exactly what we did with um, with our fundraiser at Scum and Villainy uh, last year and this year is just reaching out to them to say, like, hey, you know, we're really passionate about this kind of stuff. We know that you guys are, too. You know, is there room in your schedule and your budget to potentially do a community fundraiser. And a lot of times you'll find that even uh, like small businesses or local franchises of, of big businesses are totally open to doing stuff like this because they they do see the impact it has on the community and they know that it's for a good cause. So I highly recommend that beyond just asking friends and family on social media and whatnot, You'll go out into your community and see if uh, see if your community can rally behind you, because I guarantee you'll find people who will. Yeah, that's good advice. I think, you know, do it all. Get everyone's money. (laughs) That's what I want. Makes good financial sense. Good. Good advice. Right. (laughs) That's right. Well, I uh, I really appreciate you coming on today, Matt, and um, talking with us about this because I think this is a really valuable thing that can have a lot of impact. And even though it's going to be weird when I have recorded this with you a few days before I'm about to see you, <laughs> like the people are going to listen to this and I'm probably going to be standing <laughs> in a room with you perhaps. But I I wanted to say that I wanted to share this with the, the listenership because I think that what you're doing is really amazing. And I think that it's really beyond just like, hey, we're running a fundraiser. What you have set up is an opportunity for everyone to fundraise um, by in making the engagements you've made. Right. So not you directly as much as like, hey, you did it all. But it's, I mean that the the initial things that you did to sort of generate attention with starlight and to kind of create this relationship is kind of where this navigated to. So good work, uh, from, from my part, even if you don't want to take the credit, because <laughs> I think that you did a good job and, uh, and I won't, <laughs> and I won't, <laughs> um, this is entirely on the fans. This whole, this whole campaign is entirely on the fan community. I have but a very small role to play. That's fine. I'm just telling you your role was very good. But I'm very excited to see you. I, yeah, I know. I appreciate it. But I'm, (laughs) I, like I said, the fan, this is the fans thing. And I, I'm, I am a small part of it. I've said my piece. I shan't say another (laughs) word. Um, But I am excited to see you on Sunday. It's going to be an awful lot of fun. And uh, we have a lot of specialty drinks that are going to be great, the raffles, the trivia. Um, I hope everybody out there, if you are planning on coming tonight, um, I have put a study guide on social media. So be sure to study up because I made it a lot harder than last year. Oh, okay. So I better, I I have foreknowledge of the study guide now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I can I can tell you that the so I tested my my questions on uh, fellow LA Ghostbusters and I stumped one of them on the first question. Wow. And I'll you know what for 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 your listeners for your listeners I will give you the first question wow. to the trivia. The first the first question 
is uh, the first round will be all about the first Ghostbusters film. And this is the first question. At the beginning of the film, what is the first shape on Peter Venkman's ESP test Ooh, cards? That is tough. And how many times does he shock the male student? I think he shocks him three times, but the, what, which card is the first one is, I don't know, I'm not sure. I, which card is the first card he holds up? Not the first card he reveals, right. the first card he right. holds up in the scene. What is that yeah. shape? I won't tell you the answer, but you have plenty of time to go look it up, listener, before you come uh, tonight to Scum and Villainy. Trivia begins at 7.30, so I expect correct answers. Yeah, and if you're listening to this afterwards, you can go find out what the right answer is. <laughs> just because this is yes. going to probably drive you crazy. <laughs> you can just watch the this, movie. <laughs> this is the kind of question you ask people in a podcast, yeah. and I'm glad we did it at the end of the segment because they would tune out and go, I don't know. I gotta go. This is going to bother me now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I will say that I'm for for those of you who do go to the bar, I will give a hint at the bar. I will basically tell you what the what the shapes of all the cards are in that deck so that you at least have a one in five chance of getting that one right. Because right. um, a lot of people guess a shape that's not in that mm-hmm. deck. There's a psychological reason why they guess that shape, but I, I shan't uh, reveal that right. here. Well, they'll have to like. This is something we're going to have to follow Believe up on. Believe it at yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for coming on today. We will. Maybe uh maybe I'll I'll Oh yeah, I'm I'm thank you for having me. This is an absolute blast. I love your show. I love you. I always love coming back. And I appreciate you all I so much. I hope to come back again. Yeah, and I'm glad. And that you got to be the second person. You got to be the second appearance. You're getting your second timer's jacket. It's not it's going to be from Loot Crate and it's going to be in a size medium. <laughs> Oh, oh, good. I'm glad it's coming from that company that's been having financial trouble for the past five years. No, no, it's fine. It's it's, I'm sure I'll get it sometime soon. It's a one of a kind loot crate jacket, and it's a size medium. That's your that's your two timers jacket. What are you? Oh, (laughs) oh, awesome. Do I also get a proton pack from a Novos? Uh, no, you don't. But you do get the one the the one. I'm like, I'm gonna buy you the auction item. (laughs) <laughs> just hand it to you. <laughs> Here you go. Here's your two timers jacket. Hey, it's it's still the it's still cheap enough right now. Yeah, well, some people should the, bid the on it. The price is still low, dear bidder. If you if you want to. Yeah. So let's, let's yeah. Uh, some get people the, get in there get and make it, it expensive. There. Work on that. Come on. <laughs> oh, it's one of a kind. All right. It's one well, of a kind. Thank you again, Matt, and we uh, hope to talk to you soon. And all right, Jim. Thanks hey, for having thank me. You for coming on. That about wraps things up for Extraplasm this week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, feel free to leave a positive review over on your favorite podcast platform of choice. Those really help people to connect with the podcast and find out about things they may enjoy too, just like you. Uh, And if you have anything you want to share with the podcast, anything coming up that you want to chat with the podcast about or announce or just feedback uh, or comments, feel free to hit me up at Extraplasm on Instagram or Twitter or at ExtraplasmPodcast at gmail.com. And as always, as Ernie Hudson would say, try to have fun and always keep on busting. Take care.